you're welcome to Faith to Faith Broadcast with Pastor T.B. Peters. Enjoy the dynamic teaching, preaching, and miracle ministry of Pastor T.B. Peters, the president and pioneer of Renaissance Assembly. This message will take you from where you are to where you are to be. Get ready for transformations. Making the message of The scriptures have already prepared you and I for what is going on now. Amen. There is no event on the face of the earth that the scripture has not prepared the believer for. Did you hear me? There is no event on the face of the earth that the scripture has not already prepared the believer for. And that's why certain stories were captured in scripture. They were captured because God already knew that you will meet that experience. And so when it will be your turn, you will know exactly how to respond. In every scripture, the character of God, the ability of God is shown to us. And then the human response that invoked God's power was also shown to us. Amen. I'll take that again. I say in the scriptures, you find that the character of God and the ability of God is displayed. We are made to see God's character and God's ability. Then the scriptures also reveal to us the acts of men. Amen. The responses of men that either attracted the power of God or invoked the ability of God in the matter. In Romans 15 verse 4, let me start with that scripture. Amen. Romans chapter 15 verse 4. I'd like you to come up on the screen so we can all look at it together. It says, for whatsoever things were written aforetime." Whatever things were written, we are written for our learning. Amen. It was written for our learning. So that through patience and the comfort of scriptures, we that are living now might have hope. Glory to God. Now, what the scripture is trying to say is that every experience that the scripture wrote about, it's for us today. Amen. That means that what had happened before is for our present day benefits. Amen. Say with me the scriptures are for my present day benefit. Say again, the scriptures are for my present day benefit. That means that in the midst of corona, there's an answer already. Before corona came, the answer for corona was already in scripture. So, it says, for whatever things we are written aforetime, we are written for our learning. That means that the lesson was already there before the experience. Amen. Are we together? The lesson was already there before the experience. That means that whatever examination will come against you in life, God has already given you the answers, amen, before the exam came. So your answer for this season is in the scripture. Your answer for this hour is in the scripture. The exact attitude, the exact response, the exact reaction is in scripture. Hallelujah. For whatsoever things were written aforetime, were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. That means that the scriptures, there's comfort that comes from the scriptures. Hallelujah. There's a consolation that comes from the scriptures. And there's a hope that comes from the scriptures. Amen. We are not hopeless. Amen. I said we are not hopeless. Amen. We cannot act like the rest of the world, running helter-skelter and behaving like they have no hope. Of course, they might not have hope. We are not strangers, amen, to the covenants of promise. Are we together? The Bible says we are fellow citizens of the household of God. What it says is that God already made provision for us in the earth. He had a plan for us. And that 
information is locked in scripture. Hallelujah. So if there's anything that is required of the believer today is to <laughs> feast on scriptures. Amen. Are we together? To stay with the word of God. So today I want to talk about what I've titled the word of God and you. Amen. The word of God and you. Hallelujah. All right. And I just laid this foundation for you to understand where we're coming from. So in the course of it, I said the scriptures have already provided or prepared us for what is happening today. And in the scripture, we can see the convictions that we should hold in our hearts. The thoughts we should allow in our minds and the responses or reactions to the situations we will meet. And then I said that our responses or our reactions are based on these two things I mentioned earlier. Your convictions and the thoughts you allow. Amen. Never forget that. Now, we have to start with convictions. And that's why I've been on this convictions. Let's look at Luke chapter 1 from verse 1. Amen. Maybe I'll just read one verse of scripture. In Luke 1, 1, it says something there, very interesting. It says, for as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. That means there are things that are most surely believed. Amen. So, your convictions are the things that are most surely believed. Glory to God. So, there are things that are most surely believed amongst us. Amongst who? Amongst us of like faith. Amongst us in Christ Jesus. So, in the midst of all that is going on, oh, the self-isolation, social distancing, we have to go back and ask ourselves, what are the things that are most surely believed among us? Because what Corona is doing, it is questioning what you believe. Amen. Are we together? So, we have to go back. And that's what I mean by strengthening our convictions. Go back to the things that are most surely believed amongst us. So, uh, there's a journey we will have to take in this season. And it's good that this is happening. Because in this crisis, the treasure will come out for us. Amen. Amen. Are we together? It will, it, will, it, will, it will benefit us at the end of the day. Glory to God. The church never loses. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. It means that no matter what comes against the church, it will not work. Amen. Now, this coronavirus is not against the church directly. It is against humanity, but it has also a way in which it can adversely affect the believer. Glory to God. Because it makes the believer to start living in fear. Listen, anything that makes you act in fear cannot be from God. Hallelujah. That's one way to know. It cannot be from God. Praise God. So, are we ready? The word of God and you. Everybody say the word of God and you. Say again, the word of God and you. All right. We're going to look at one scripture in the, Old, in the New Testament and one scripture in the Old Testament or a portion in the Old Testament and a portion in the New. And then I will attempt to expound on it for the number of minutes that I'm going to be using. So let's start with 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. And so if you're listening to me, your faith will be stirred again. Amen. Amen. And every fear will be drowned in the name of Jesus Christ. 
You know, some of you need to talk to the fear and say, fear, I resist you in the name of Jesus. You need to talk to yourself. Hallelujah. You need to talk to yourself. Look at this scripture. 1 Thessalonians 2.13. It says, for this cause also, thank we God without ceasing. Because when ye received the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. That scripture is plenty. Everybody says it's plenty. Amen. Amen. Now, but I will attempt to just bring out a few things. Firstly, he said, because when you received the word of God, which you heard of us, now you cannot receive a word that you never heard. Amen. So every contact with the word begins by hearing it. Everybody say hearing it. And in this season, you need to hear it. He said, when you receive the word of God, which you heard of us, that means when Paul came and preached the word, they heard it. And they didn't just hear it, they received it. What was he calling the word of God? What is he calling the word of God? What was he referring to as the word of God? We might read some previous verses for us to see what he meant by the word of God. Let's look at verse 8 and 9. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Let's look at verse 8 and 9. We'll just pick out a few things. What was he calling the word of God? All right? He says, so being affectionately desirous of you, who were willing to have imparted unto you not the gospel of God only, but also our own souls because you were there unto us. Did you see the gospel of God? Verse 9. Verse 9. For you remember, brethren, our labor and travail, for laboring night and day, because we will not be chargeable unto any of you, we preached unto you the gospel of God. So what he meant by the word of God is what? The gospel of God. Hallelujah. The gospel is the word of God. Everybody say the gospel is the word of God. Okay, put it this way. The word of God is the gospel. Hallelujah. Let me show you another scripture. First Peter 1.25. First Peter 1.25. In First Peter 1, it says, But the word of the Lord endureth forever. Then it says, And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Amen. What it's trying to tell you is that the word of God is the gospel. Hallelujah. In essence, when he say the word of God, he say what God is saying now. What God is saying now is the gospel. Hallelujah. The gospel is what God is saying today. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? All right. So go back to 1 Thessalonians 2.13. So when Paul was saying that when you receive the word of God, which you heard of us, that word of God is talking about is the gospel. The message that Paul brought to them is the same message I have brought to you today. Amen. So, you hear it, but you have to receive it. The receiving there is not just um, um, agreeing per se. That could be a portion of it. The, the word translated received talks about making it yours, personalizing it, amen, so that you will put it to use, to seize it. The Greek word is paralambano. It actually means to make it your own. To take advantage of it. Glory to God. You know, another way of putting it is that you are assuring that you profit from it. Amen. Will you profit from God's word this season? You have to ensure that you profit from God's word this season. 
Look at the scripture. It says, when ye receive the word of God which you heard of us. Then, the key thing is this. He was talking about the way they received it. It matters how you receive the word of God. He said, you received it not as the word of men. Amen. That means, now, the question to ask now is, how are you receiving the word of God? Some of you receive what CNN is saying as the word of God, and you receive the gospel as, the, as you should receive CNN. Amen. Okay, you just heard the news. They say, ah, yes, five more people have just died. You now go and start washing your hand. Amen. You see that, act you do, that action you took now? That's how you're supposed to respond when you hear the word of God. Amen. But when you hear the word of God, you say, I will do it later. But when CNN talks to you, you do it immediately. Amen. Am I communicating? So, the scripture said, when you received the word of God, you received it not as the word of men. Now, why was Paul talking like that? Because it was Paul that brought the message. So, it looked like it was a man that was talking. Amen. So, you can receive it as gist. You can receive it as a story. He said, no, 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 that's not how you received it. My prayer is that everyone in this season will receive the gospel as the word of God. Amen. You receive it as God speaking now. You know, the Bible, the gospel is not, is not the history of, of, of God. It's the news from God. Amen. It means that it has a present day benefit. Glory to God. Are we together? That's why it's called good news, not good history. Amen. It's news. It's for now. It's happening now. It might have happened 2,000 years ago, but it's that, what, what happened 2,000 years ago is still happening to you now. Glory to God. And will happen to you if you act on it. Amen. Put up my scripture. You received it not as the word of man, but as it is in truth, the word of God. Then he said, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Meaning that what puts the scriptures on in your life is your believing. Amen. A scripture is off until you believe. The moment you believe it, it effectually worketh in you. Now you are here. You say, oh, how how will I not have um, um, uh, contact the virus? You have to believe something. Amen. You have to believe that you have divine immunity. Glory to God. You have to believe that because you are a partaker of the divine nature, you have escaped the infection that is in the world. Amen. You have to believe that. You have to believe that. By believing that, it will effectually work in the one that believes. There's a scripture we always quote in Romans 1.16. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It said, For it is the power of God unto salvation. That's not where it stops. To everyone that believes. That means it is the believing that makes it the power of God. Amen. Am I communicating? The power of God is activated by your believing. The scriptures are like a dynamite that needs to be lit. Glory to God. A dynamite has potential to blow up a building, to blow up uh, uh, anything. But you have to light it. Amen. If you, if you drop it here, it's not lit. It can't, you won't see the power inside of it. Glory to God. So how we light the scriptures in our lives is by believing. Glory to God. By believing. By believing. By believing. I made a statement some time ago. I believe it was on Sunday. And I was explaining about the faith process. 
Just trying to explain it in a way that the lay person can understand it. And I said faith begins with an awareness, knowledge. You cannot have faith if you don't know. Amen. You have to know, especially in the case of, um, oh, how can I be protected from, from whatever is going on? You have to know that there is a scripture that talks about your protection. Hallelujah. Then the second thing about that after knowing is that you have to agree with that scripture. Hallelujah. You have to agree with it. You can know something you don't agree with. Are we together? Huh? You have to agree with it. In, in the process, let me just call it for simple, um, for simple explanation, three-step process. Knowing, agreeing, and then acting. Listen to me. When you have agreed, acting on scripture becomes automatic. Amen. Are we together? Am I communicating? When you agree, acting on the scripture becomes automatic. Now, the process that takes the longest time is not even knowing. It's not knowledge. The process that takes the longest time is the agreements. Am I communicating? For you to agree. Why are you having a... The Bible says, can two work together except they agree? Meaning that because there are previous thoughts already in your mind about that matter, and then there are contrary thoughts that are constantly you are being fed with about that same matter. Am I communicating? Those thoughts are fighting with the word of God, the thoughts of God that are trying to be established in your heart for you to agree. Some of us have not agreed that we cannot be infected. Amen. Some of us have not agreed that we are divinely protected. Some of us have not agreed that we are, there is actually a quarantine program of God. God has quarantined the infection against me. Amen. Am I communicating? They've not agreed. Do you know there are people that know or are aware that Jesus Christ died for our sins, but they're not born again? Hello? Why? They've not agreed with it. Glory to God. They've not agreed with it. In their heart, they know. So this agreement is, is not just an acceptance. No, 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 no. It's, it's deeper than that. Glory to God. It is an inner alignment with truth. Glory to God. Am I communicating? So the Bible says, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. That's the scripture I was quoting, 1 Thessalonians 2.13. That means once you believe, then it starts effectually working in you. The life of God, whether you like it or not, is in your spirit. But it starts working when you believe. Amen. Am I communicating? Divine exemption belongs to you. But it starts working when you believe. Now, in this season, you have to sit down and ask yourself, what do I actually believe? Why will Isaiah 53 say, who, verse 1, who had believed our reports? Then he says, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? He's implying that the moment a man believes the report, the arm of the Lord, the ability of God, the salvation of God will be revealed. Why are some believers living like what this truth of God's word is not working? It's because they've not believed it. How do you know someone has believed or not believed? By what they are doing. Glory to God. By their actions. By their actions. Listen, your action <laughs> is very important. Very important. Now, let me explain something to you. 
I know there are times where people attempt to act on God's word when they've not believed. Praise the Lord. But you see, the order, the order is this. I preached a message some years ago. It's titled, Arise and Shine. No, no, it's titled, Your Light is Come. And I was quoting Isaiah 60, verse 1. And it said, Arise, shine, for your light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. That scripture is showing us a pattern. It's showing us a pattern. It's showing us a pattern of faith. Amen. Are we together? Now, I've seen believers trying to arise, and they won't shine. You know why? Because their light has not come. When he say, arise, shine, for your light has come. The reason why you are arising is because light has come. Amen. The entrance of the word has given you light. Amen. Are we together? And because the entrance of the word has given you light, it is that light that is compelling you to arise. Am I communicating? So, that is called corresponding action. Am I communicating? You are acting because of the word that has come into your spirit. Different from trying to act so that the word of God will work. Are you understand what I'm saying? Are you understand what I'm saying? All right? So, you are trying to do so that. No, 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 no. You have believed. So, you are acting out what you believe. So, if there's any labor of the Christian in the New Testament, is laboring to believe. Amen? Did you hear me? It is laboring to believe. And the labor to believe means that you will sit down with the word of God. I want to quote Isaiah 55, all right? I want to show you something. But um, I'm going to show you seven things you should do with the word of God in this period. Amen. Are we together? Seven things you should do with the word of God this period. Seven things every believer should do with the word of God. So let's look at Isaiah 55. Amen. Um, My scripture is 11, but for context, I would have to start from verse 9. All right? Isaiah 55. I'll start from verse 9. My focus is verse 11. I want to show you something about the word of God. Believers need to understand the word of God. In Isaiah 55, you know, it's important that you know what he was talking about. The previous verses, he was talking about the unrighteous man. He said, let the unrighteous man forsake his unrighteous ways and the wicked man his thoughts. It was on that context. So he's talking about the unrighteous and the wicked. So in verse 9, he says, for as the heavens are higher than the earth. So are my ways higher than your ways. God's ways are higher than the ways of this virus. Amen. And my thoughts than your thoughts. Verse 10. We're going to read down. Then he says, for as the... Now, when you see as, the word as is comparison. Are, are, we, are we together? What's the uh, figure of speech? Um, Similar, yes. So, it's comparing something. Are we together? So, um, it's not rain he's talking about. He's talking about something else. But using rain to explain something. Are we together? Okay. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither. Thither is there. Alright? But watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud. That it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. I still explain the rain. Verse 11. So. So now he wants to tell you what he's talking about. What he's comparing it with. So shall my word be. So he's talking about the word. Amen. Do you agree with me? 
He's using the rain to explain something about the word. Amen. Say, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but shall accomplish that which I please. It shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Pause. Now, there are two things he's showing us here. He's using rain to explain the word of God. He said the same way rain, when it leaves the sky or the clouds and starts coming down, the rain doesn't hang and start going back up. No, it must touch ground. If it has left the clouds, it must touch the ground. He's talking about the irreversibility and the infallibility of God's word. Amen. Are we together? It must touch ground. It must touch the ground. It's irreversible. It doesn't go back. Now, when you understand the character of the word like that, that when you stand and say, I am healed, amen, that is irreversible, amen. When you hold a scripture, and you understand what I'm saying, and declare to yourself, as long as it has come out of your mouth, amen, it must touch ground, amen. Am I communicating? He's talking about the irreversibility of the word. That's what he's talking about in that, that place. That's the first thing I want you to see. He said, as the rain coming down from heaven and the snow, the same way it comes, and does not return back. That's how God's word will not return back. It must accomplish that for which it was sent. When you understand that, there are declarations that you will make and you stay with it. Amen. You will say, this year is my year of increase. As you are saying it, circumstances around you don't look like the increase is happening, but have you spoken that word? Amen. It will not return void. Amen. It will accomplish that for which it was sent. Am I communicating? Am I communicating? So anytime rain leaves the clouds and falls on the earth, God is telling you, that's how my word is. Amen. That's my husband. It will surely touch the ground. Have you seen where you are standing outside and then the rains were coming? Then as it was got into your head, it just stopped. Say, let me change my mind. And start going back. Does it happen? No, it must touch the ground. It's telling you the certainty about how God's word, it must accomplish that for which it is sent. Listen, why do you have to be schooled in the character of the word? You cannot trust the word if you don't understand the character of the word. You trust someone because you understand his character. Amen. Are we together? You trust someone because you understand his character. So the scripture is telling you the character of the word, the nature of the word of God. That it accomplishes that for which it was sent. So, phase one, I've shown you the irreversibility or infallibility of God's word. The second thing it shows us, they go back to verse 10. Verse 10. So shall my word 10, 10, 10, 10. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, that's the first part, but watereth the earth. He wants to show you another thing the word of God does. But water the earth and make it bring forth and bud. Why? That it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Meaning that the same way the word causes the earth to become productive. Amen. It's talking about the productivity of the word. The productive ability of the word. Amen. See, anywhere the word of God comes into, there will be, <laughs> be fruit coming out of it. Amen. Am I communicating? That's what he's showing you here. That it will surely bring forth 
and bud. It will bring forth. It will water the earth. Now, it could also speak about the heart of man or a particular circumstance, all right? But it's just explaining to you that as the water causes the earth to bring forth and bud, so will the word of God also, amen, ensure that something comes out of it, amen. There will be increase in our lives this year, amen. Glory to God. Are we together? So, verse 11, it now says, so shall my word be. That goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing that whereto I sent it. Glory to God. Do you trust the word of God? Do you trust the word of God? Listen, it matters your attitude to the word matters. In this period, adjust your attitude to the word of God. Adjust your attitude to scriptures, whether it's the written word or the spoken word, adjust your attitude. You know, Paul had to commend, or rather the scripture in Acts had to commend the Berean church, how they received the word of God. He said, they went back to see if it was so. Talking about how studious they were with the word of God. Hallelujah. You cannot receive God's word the way you listen to news. No. Have you not read scripture? I believe it was Mark 4, verse 24, I believe, amplified version. It says, the, I'm paraphrasing, the attention you give to the word of God is what determines the virtue that comes back to you. Amen. Are we together? What he's saying is that God's word will produce for you based on the value you place on it. Am I communicating? So if you are getting 30% value from it, that's the value, that uh, profit from it, that's the value you have placed on the word of God. Praise God. Let me read it to you. Mark 4.24. And he said to them, be careful what you're hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that will come back to you. Amen. Are you getting the picture? So I want to ask you, in this season, what value have you placed on scriptures? Has the scripture become what the psalmist called, he said, it is more than my necessary food. Amen. Glory to God. Have you valued it that way? Have you put God's word that way? He said, I have esteemed your word more than my necessary food. That means that the word of God is more important to me than my physical food. Listen, there are several illustrations in the Bible given about what the word is. The word is called food. Amen. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. Do you believe it is food? Amen. If you value the word like food, there will not be a day in your life you won't feed on the word. <laughs> Glory to God. But because, to show that you don't value it like food, sometimes you forget to read the word of God. Amen. But you didn't forget to, to, to eat. Even if you didn't remember to eat, your body will remind you. Are you understanding me? Physical food I'm talking about now. In short, some of you, it is not possible that you forget to eat. Glory to God. Now, if you, con if you value God's word like that, it will also not be possible for you not to feed on the word of God any, every day. So the word of God is called food. The word of God is called a seed. That means you can take it and plant to produce what you expect. Amen. The word of God is called light. Amen. Are we together? The word of God is called a mirror. Hallelujah. It shows you who you really are. Glory to God. 
There are several of The word of God is also referred to as water. The washing of the water by the word. It's called water. It means that it cleanses you. Glory to God. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. So it gives several illustrations, meaning that the scripture is making you understand that there is nothing more important than the word of God to you. Amen. So in this season of strengthening our convictions, seven things you will do with the word of God. Number one, read the word of God. Hallelujah. Let's look at Revelations 1 verse 3. Revelations 1 3. I'll give you a second scripture, Nehemiah 8 8. In Revelations 1 3, I'm trying to go back to my notes. I've not been able to go back. It says, blessed is he that read it and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. That means just for reading it, you are blessed. Amen. Read your scriptures. You say, I'm not understanding it. Read it. Amen. Read it like that. Amen. That's why in church here we do Bible reading. We read the scriptures. There's something about reading the scriptures. If you don't read the scriptures, you will not know what is written. Some of you think that Jesus Christ, Jesus read the scriptures. At least we saw him come into the synagogue in Luke chapter 4 and asked and opened where it was written and began to read to them the, the Isaiah 53. Amen. Isaiah 61, rather. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He began to read it to them. So read the scriptures. Help me tell someone, read the scriptures. Say, I will read the scriptures. So you should set time for the word of God to read the scriptures. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8. Just another one about reading the scriptures. Nehemiah 8 8. So, it was talking about Ezra. So they read in the book, in the law of God, and gave sense and caused them to understand the reading. Amen. If you read from verse 1 to 8, you understand what he was talking about. That they opened the law and started reading it to the people. They sat down. The Bible says they read from morning till midday. Not preaching, you know, just reading scriptures. From morning to midday. Glory to God. Just reading the scriptures. Just reading scriptures. You have to learn how to read the scriptures aloud to yourself. Amen. Read it. So, this period, put yourself on that routine to read the scriptures. Number two thing you must do with the scriptures, you should hear the word of God. Everybody should hear the word of God. Go back to Revelations 1.3. Blessed is he that readeth and he that heareth the words of this prophecy. Amen. Revelations 1.3. And hears the words of this prophecy. That means it has to be heard. It has to be heard. It has to be heard. Romans 10.17. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. It didn't say faith comes by having heard. Hearing must be continuous. Reading must be continuous. Now you're listening to me. You are hearing the word of God. Now, if the message is on live stream, go back and play it again and hear it again. Hear the word of God more than you hear Fox News or CNN or BBC. Hear the word of God more. Glory to God. Hear the word of God. Did you get that? So, you will read the word. You will hear the word. Glory to God. You will confess the word. Number three, confess the word. Hallelujah. Confess the word. You will confess the word of God. You should confess it. Let me give you two scriptures. Hebrews 4.14. Hebrews 10.23. In Hebrews 4 verse 14, very simple scripture. 
Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passing to heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast what? Our profession. That's talking about our confession. Old English. Confession. Our confession. What we believe. We're saying it. Confession there is not admitting your wrong. Put up Hebrews 10.23. So you see it. Hebrews 10.23. It's not about admitting your wrong. He says, let's read together. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. That confession, the Greek word is homologio. It means saying the same thing that God has said concerning you. You will say, my sins are forgiven. You will say, I am the healed of the Lord. I'm walking in divine health. I have divine immunity. I've escaped the corruption that is in the world. I'm a partaker of divine nature. Glory to God. Amen. I am an inhabitant of Zion. I shall not say I am sick. Glory to God. You are saying what the scripture said. The way some of you have been passing the news of how many people have died. If you will pass the news of what the scripture said, your life would have been more, more, more in shape. You have to learn to talk the word. To confess it. So what's the first one? I said must, you must what? Read the word. The second one, you must hear the word. The third one, you must confess the word. Number four, you must meditate on the scriptures, on the word of God. Meditation is different from just confessing. Meditation begins with, while you are reading it, you are committing it to memory, amen, and giving thought to what you are saying. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and what? And have good success. So you meditate on scriptures. You take those scriptures that I gave to you about the seven core convictions. Are we together? And then you are saying them to yourself. You are thinking about it. You are saying it to yourself. That's how believing happens. Amen. Amen. That's how believing happens. Nobody, no believer that doesn't take time to meditate will not. If you don't meditate, you have challenges with believing scriptures. Amen. You have challenges with believing scriptures. Lift your hands in the name of Jesus. I make a commitment. To meditate on scriptures. Amen. Another scripture, First Thessalonians 4, 4.15. It said, meditate on these things. First Timothy 4.15. Give yourself wholly to them that your profiting may appear to all. So you meditate on scripture. You meditate on scripture. What occupies your time the most should be the word of God. Hallelujah. How many have I given you? Four things to do with the word of God. Number five, study the word of God. Study the word of God. Let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. 2 Timothy 2.15. It says there, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, 
rightly dividing the word of truth. Studying God's word means that you are comparing notes. Are we together? When you are studying, you are looking broadly. It's, it's a wide coverage. Meditation is deep. Study is wide. Amen. Am I communicating? So you study scriptures. Some of you, you, are, you know, some of you are studying what's going on. You are studying. So, oh, so what's happening? How many in Abuja? Uh huh. How many in this thing? You even bring up paper and you're writing. <laughs> that you're studying. <laughs> you're studying. You're studying. <laughs> Glory to God. You're studying. What are the symptoms of coronavirus? You write them down. One, two, three. I, I thought, are there, is it only three? You research very well. You now find out there are five. Amen. Good study. Amen. Study the scriptures. Find out how many scriptures tell you you have divine life. Amen. Find out how many scriptures tell you that that is not your portion. Find out how many scriptures show you that you have a supernatural life. How many scriptures convince you that your case is different? You know, it's, it's sad sometimes where the world is trying to the world is trying to in, include us. Are you understand what I'm saying? If you, there's a way you behave, they say you are insensitive. No, it's not about being sensitive. I'm not part of that. Amen. It, it's just like now, Jesus comes. Alright? Jesus comes. And then I'm raptured. Then the world now says, if there are good people, are they supposed to leave us here? Don't they know that we're supposed to carry us along? <laughs> what are you talking about? Amen. What are you talking about? Are you as I'm saying? You're trying to make me feel bad for being righteous. Amen. If they are really Christians now, they are, they are laughing at us that we didn't go to heaven. Amen. <laughs> That's the same thing they're trying to do now. They're putting put guilt on the believer. The believer declares that I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not going to catch it. So why are you talking like that? So we don't catch it now. No, I'm not happy that you caught it. I'm not happy that you have the virus. But what I'm saying is that I'm different. I don't catch it. Amen. And, and if you listen to me, I can help you. Amen. I can help you come out of it. Don't try to make me feel bad that I didn't catch it. You know, they're, they're acting like they, we, we, we're supposed to go and say, okay, give me some virus, please. To prove that I'm sympathizing with you. Amen. Glory to God. I'm almost done. So where did we stop? Study. Is it study? Study the word of God. Study the word of God. Find out that it is so. Number six, practice the word of God. James chapter 1 verse 22. Practice the word of God. What you will do with the word of God. So practice the word of God means that when you finish reading it, <laughs> you will do like it. Amen. Let's read together. James 1.22. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving yourself means, listen, any possibility you see, anything the scripture talks about, it means it is possible. It's possible for you to be a hearer and not a doer. Even though the scripture will not say it. Glory to God. If it wasn't possible that you hear and not do, the scripture will not mention it. So it's possible you can hear the scriptures and not do it. Now you've heard meditation. Will you do it? Amen. You've heard these seven things. Will you do it? Glory to God. Lift your hands and say in the name of Jesus. 
I refuse to be a hearer. I step into the zone of the doers of the word. Now, I call, I call them word practitioners. Word practitioners. People that put the word of God to work. They know it is true and they put it to work. So be a doer of the word. In this season, be a doer of the word. If the word of God, you know, I remember the story of Papa Hagen, how that he was on his deathbed. He had a heart condition. He had a blood condition. He had a lung problem. One person. He was under the age of 16. He was already written of to die. And then he was there and he found scriptures that proved to him that he could be well again. He saw scriptures that made him understand. Mark 11, 23, 24 was what took him up the, the dead birth. And he preached it all his life. He said one of those days, as he was lying on the bed, he was declaring that he was healed, he was healed, he was healed. Then a voice said to him, sick people don't lie on their bed by 10 a.m. I can't remember, 10 or 9 a.m. They don't lie on their bed by 10 a.m. I mean, if you say you are well, come down from your bed. Amen. And now, the kind of sickness or infirmity he had, if he steps out to strain his heart, he's going to die. He said he will never forget how he put his leg down and attempted to stand. It was like the, a thousand pins were under his feet because he has not walked for a long time. If he never took that first step, he would not have lived the 80-something years he lived. Are we together? There are some of you sitting down there. There is that step you will take in the name of Jesus Christ. Alright? So, he came down and stood. And then that's when the power of God, amen, am I communicating? Searched through his body. And he lived for another about almost 80 years for someone that would have died at 15 or 16. Glory to God. Am I communicating? Making you understand that this thing is true. Hallelujah. So you will practice the word of God. You will practice the word of God. It could be in your finances. It could be in your health. It could be in your family. You will practice the word of God. Number seven. Which scripture do I give you now? 2 Timothy 4.2. Minister the word. Amen. Minister the word. Put it up. Second Timothy 4 verse 2. That's my like scripture. Blah, 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 blah. Why is it taking you long? Preach the word. Be instant. That's be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Listen, you must minister the word. Teach it, preach it. In the midst of the virus, as your neighbor is hiding there and distance from you, how are you? You know that even as I'm far from you, God is not far from you. You know that? Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Do you know that Jesus is not far from you? He's not far from any one of us. That right now as you are there, you can receive Jesus and make him the Lord of your life. Let's just pray as you are there now. Are you understanding me? From a social distance, you would lead the, him to Christ. Amen. And no many people are scared now. It will be a good time to stand outside someone's house, knock on the door, say, don't come out. Just stay there. I just want to share the word of God with you. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Let, we had preached to someone in the bathroom when we were university students. Hostel bathroom. Boys hostel. Amen. The male hostel. So, you can imagine all of us are naked. You understand that? And we're sharing the gospel. Amen. It's an interesting place to preach, man. 
a friend of mine and I were taking our bath and then we were talking about, we were talking about how Jesus saved us. And the guy was listening. He can't go anywhere, so he's listening. Then we're talking about salvation. We're talking about how someone got saved from this. And then he's listening. Then we turn to him. <laughs> Are you understanding me? <laughs> and lead him to Christ with his buckets. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. So, minister the word. Let's take the seven of them again. What's the first one? Read the word. What's the second one? Hear the word. What's the third one? Confess the word. What's the fourth one? Meditate on the word of God. What's the fifth one? Study the word of God. What's the sixth one? Practice the word. And the seventh one? Minister the word. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so wherever you are listening to me, what will keep you throughout this season is the word of God. The word of God is called the word of truth. The word of God is called the word of faith. Amen. You know why it's called the word of faith? Because it produces faith. Amen. Anytime you listen to it, it faith comes to you. You cannot listen to the word of God and be afraid. Amen. If fear is coming to your heart, it's not the word you are listening to. So there are messages you go and get. If you're listening to me, go on our radio platform, www.radio.faith2faithonline.org. Go there, you have the message of God's word 24 hours a day. If you wake up in the middle of the night or 2 a.m., you had a nightmare, that's the right place to go. Amen. And as you play it, it will just start by saying, that nightmare you had. Amen. Glory to God. It will just start right where you need it. Glory to God. Because that platform is prophetic. Amen. You didn't hear me. Radio.faith2faithonline.org. Go there. Every answer you're looking for will come out. Amen. So whether it's the midnight, in the morning, afternoon, especially this period, don't be bored. Listen to God's word. Be shouting glory. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this message. If you've been blessed, please reach us via WhatsApp on 90 Eight four nine nine zero eight seven eight. You can also send us a message on info at faith2faithonline.org. For more messages, log on to our twenty-four hour radio platform, radio.faith2faithonline.org. Join us this Sunday at Renaissance Assembly for a live transforming experience at Plot Five, Sania Bachi Road, GRA Phase Three, Port Harcourt. First service, 8 a.m. Second service, 10 a.m. Renaissance Assembly, the church of the moment and the church of the future. Yeah.